0: Hey, everybody, Greg Bornstein with Open Loops with Greg Bornstein. Probably should have said that differently. Hmm. Yes, Conversations That Bend, a late night talk show for the shamelessly fringe. I'm starting out today without going into the normal intro because this is a part two. And what a part two it was! Now, for those that aren't familiar, you have to listen to episode 130, the one previous to this, the story of Mrs. K. Louis Michael Reinhardt, my guest, the founder of the Time Anomaly Research Society, really goes into it, really shares an amazing story about someone who accidentally slipped, or was it accidental, from an alternative timeline. This episode starts with him sharing other examples of things like this happening and continues with various different time anomalies. Some first-hand experiences he's had, some other things he's researched, real-life examples. We're talking timeline shifts. We're talking missing time. We're talking being stuck in space-time limbo past life regressions, I find time phenomena so fascinating. Of all the paranormal stuff, time is the one that, to me, remains the most interesting for some reason. Why? Is it the numbers? Is it the idea that we are just, even as you're listening to this right now, at 1.5 speed, which I know... I know you're doing, yes, yes, some of you might be listening to the normal 1X, but I know my I know my fans are 1.5ers, probably because I take these pauses. Is it killing you? Some of you might go to the 2X. I know I do it. Look, I love you 1.5ers. I love you for listening, however you listen. And uh, if you go three times in this show... Actually, if you three times the show backwards, you might hear, Ringo is still alive. How? Yes, this episode is really fun. Again, it's a part two, so uh, there is some context missing. And and uh, when, when Louis Michael refers to Andy, he's talking about Andy Bishago, who I interviewed in the podcast Pegasus series. He is a time travel whistleblower, was part of the U.S. time travel and teleportation projects. You'll get the context. You're very smart. You'll pick it up even at 1.5. Enjoy.
1: see I think I had this.
0: Yeah, wasn't there a woman in South America?
1: Yes, yes. Um, she see, I actually had that brought up here. She she said her name is Luz, and and she um, her she's her last name was Garcia, and she went on the internet in 2008 to um to see if anyone knew anything about this and and Kay tried to contact her but it, nothing nothing came of it but she woke up and uh everything seemed to be the same and except her sheets were a different color do you know of this story
0: i i know a little bit of it yeah re- what yeah. re- recap it for me
1: yeah well her sheets were a different color and she didn't th- she's like well You know, just like I was telling you before about the coffee. she just, uh, well, okay, that's, I must have thought I had the other color on, whatever. So she goes to work. The building was still there that she worked at. And, but when she goes in, she has a different office and there's a different person that is running the place. And, and uh, she also... Well, she went home sick to begin with because she was just a mess. You know, now all her, her portfolio, the, her ID cards, everything, everything was the same. Nothing changed at that. Right. But, um, she went and had herself tested to, to make sure she, there was no drugs or whatever, you know, she wanted to find what the heck is going on. And then she had a, um, she had a partner uh, a guy for 7 years and they they separated and she started having a relationship uh, with another guy in the neighborhood and he was gone so she got and and but her her ex, the guy that, that were that she separated from, was back. So she must have told him something about it, and they were look they were looking, they looked high and low for this guy that she had been seeing, and he was nowhere to be found.
0: Okay so she, moves, now, th- she th- moved it- to a different now, yeah. has anybody looked into because you're you're dealing with this woman for the thing about that case that's interesting is that it could be just as uh I don't know, I, I suppose the word is transient, just as slippery as the uh, as the John people pronounce it different ways. The John Titer, <laughs> the John Teeter case, where it was this Internet yes. thing that came up and people still aren't sure if it's real. And actually, even since we talked, Lewis, I uh, initially I've talked to some people that claim they know him. I talked to a guy that says he has a machine of John's in Florida and he's going to take me on a time travel trip. going to have him on at some point hopefully but could be making that up but also a lot of people were like no this is a complete hoax it was bunk um so this case in south america when i saw it i thought okay this might could just be the same thing could be a person being creative coming up with a cool sci-fi idea pretending it's real does it have any legs to stand on you think
1: i think it does because it's nothing really far out there um Again, yeah, she knew, she knew everyone. So a lot of the stuff was the same. Again, that's how, that's in, what's inherent in timelines, differences in timelines, you know? So, um, and there was also a story about this guy um, from Japan. He, it took place in uh, Tokyo and he um, arrived on a flight with passport and it was uh, from a non-existent country. And he was he was just in shock. He was a mess over the hoof. I'm putting this in a small capsule. Well, they didn't know what to think. And the, the country, you know, he was telling them about it didn't exist. So. um, They put him they put him up in this high rise. Now, I, I can't recall how tall that high rise was, but They had two guards standing outside. He he couldn't have got out at all. Well, the next morning they opened the door and he's no longer there.
0: Uh, what in the world? You know, you don't hear this stuff happening in Japan that much. That's interesting. Where where did that story come up?
1: Um, I've read it in a, a, a number of different places, but if you, if you, um, someone googles like the uh the japan time slip yeah. you know that they'll be able to they'll bring it up you know so and they did they did launch a manhunt through tokyo um yeah throughout tokyo but uh they gave up the hunt they couldn't find they never saw him again it's really really it's some wild stuff you know that's really one of the reasons why i love this because it's so out there, and I like that. I it's think just the time like stuff like.
0: is particularly weird, and I think it's un, it's uh, it's more interesting to me at least than. Well, I mean, the alien stuff is pretty cool too, but but time is just. It's because we deal with it. it it's very real. We see it. It's here. We're living it constantly. Time goes away. Time is. We feel like there's never enough time. We feel like well, we always wish there was. Yeah. Space. We have memories. Yeah, it's much more tangible to me. The idea that there are time anomalies going on regularly is just uh, well, it's it's it is endlessly fascinating.
1: I must agree. I think you put it very well. It really it really is. And um, you know, now one of the categories in in time anomaly research society is uh, times. Uh, I've called it uh, time space limbo effects. What is
0: that exactly?
1: Okay. This was the only one that I personally experienced. My wife and I both experienced it. We were again in Tennessee, but we were moving. We were um, packing. We're near the end of the packing, moving from there to here in Mobile, Alabama. So I was sitting at my computer at my, at my chair at the computer and my wife was sitting on the bed we were very close to each other and we're just going through stuff and getting rid of what we didn't want and you know all that kind of stuff packing and we hear something drop on the floor and I look down and it's a it's a green tipped match you know the wooden type wooden tip and and i I knew, that the people that had once lived there were smokers, you know, and uh, one of them, (laughs) and I'm going to, I am going to tell you another story that is going to support this. Okay. So what we think happened was this person dropped the match, but it went into this time space limbo. And then so the the match actually appeared to us out of thin air. Okay, so so
0: huh. it's what was well, like that, that experience? Match, did you see it just that always, was you didn't see it materialized, did you? Or did it just No, hurt? we
1: just no, no, we just heard it drop. We heard it drop and look down and there's just the match. You know, so there was a story I had read sometime before that about a a man and his two kids. I think they were around seven and eight at the time. And they were playing a game at his uh, kitchen table and a pencil rolled off. But they didn't hear it hit the floor. And they look they're looking everywhere high and over that pencil. There it was nowhere to be found. So then years later, I think when they were like 13 and 14, they're watching TV and they hear something fall. And they go into the kitchen and there's the pencil laying on the floor.
0: Huh. So it
1: kind of kind of gets stuck in in a like a limbo. It's it's just like some people who pass and and don't have any understand they have no understanding of what life is really about, that we never die. So they get caught in this limbo. You know, they, I, I think that that happens, that they get caught. I've read a number of stories about that. So they, they get caught. They're stuck in between um, worlds, so to speak, or in between dimensions. You know, they don't realize what has happened and they're just bewildered. Eventually, I think that they come out of it. I, I, I'm sure they do, because as as Andy has said and i agree with him 100 that we're all on a path of ascension you know that we're all eventually going to ascend just like have you ever uh read the um the book about billy fingers
0: no what's that
1: oh man you got it It... greg you got to read that it's um
0: (laughs) yeah what's the gist of that i'm surprised i've never heard that before the name
1: yeah, I'm trying to think of the full title. Um, uh, hang in here for a second. I'm going to actually look. I I have the I have the book, and uh, I know a number of people that have gotten it uh, because of you know me telling them that it was really a way to go. Um, oh, it's called the Afterlife of Billy Fingers, and it's written by his sister and by. <laughs> But his sister got the information from him. So he it was hit by a car and was killed. And he started contacting her. And as a as an as an ascended being,
0: how did he contact and her? Just talking texts,
1: just channeling, channeling, you know, just that kind of thing. And at first, you know, she thought, no, this this can't be. Yeah, you know, this is, great. this is crazy, you know. So, but, yeah, and and he continues to talk to her, and I I'm pretty certain that she's going to put another. She has hinted that she's going to put another book out, you know. So, but the afterlife of Billy Fingers, and it was, it's a relatively thin book, but you won't put it down until you've finished it. That's yeah, that, it's that good. I imagine being
0: between timelines is different than the afterlife limbo, though. Maybe it's not. But I also just imagine if you're stuck interdimensionally between time, that looks different. It feels different. It's yes. uh, I'm not even sure what's happening if you're seeing two worlds at once and you can step to the left and you're in one reality and step to the right. Uh, Is there has anyone described what that experience is?
1: No, I don't. I really don't know. I don't, I don't even have a clue. I I wish I could help you out, but
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah, I
1: I don't know. But I just, I just know that that exists because, you know, when you look at that, that match event, that, that happened, we, we experienced it in firsthand, you know. Uh, Now there's also, there's portals that are not only all over the planet. But um, I'm not sure if, if uh, Andy, is this is what Andy refers to as slots. But anyway, there's um, portals kind of all over that are just natural. They're natural porters, portals of time-space. But they exist throughout the galaxy. They're, every, they're everywhere. You know, So when some people have these time anomalies, uh, that's, that's what's going on. They're going through a natural portal you know a, a good point if anyone now i think it's a little pricey now but you can get a pdf download of it it's uh time storms by uh jenny randalls
0: right right that's it's a very popular a, book about this stuff
1: yes and it's it's very very good i've read it a couple times uh and it's uh, time storms uh, amazing evidence for time warps space rifts and time travel so it's and and she a lot of the books talks about this this fog you know they people go through this fog and and they they're in another time when they get on the other side of it or when they're within the fog it, it's really wild you know and that's uh they they can be actually moved to another planet i mean why not you know it's uh because it, when it really gets down to the bottom line, their d- difference makes no diff. Dis- distance makes no difference.
0: Yeah. Do you think there are active ones still? There, there are active natural portals on Earth still that people could go to and have an experience. Or uh, yes. That, okay. Because I had a guy on the show, this guy named George Mitrovic, who's a very. Uh, I mean, he he's a he's written. I don't know. He may have said uh, over 100 books. Uh, He's been doing research for years on these portals and specifically when it comes to UFOs, Bigfoot, uh, all this stuff. And he said, Greg, look, here's what's happening. There is a high concentration of events that happen around certain areas, but I believe that these portals move. I and and that's what a lot of people don't say. He says, you know, a lot of people think, OK, Stonehenge, uh, big chance that something's going to happen. And and uh, all, all these areas, Sedona. But he's actually mapped out a a uh, <laughs> he, he showed me on the podcast that I, I was looking at this. He showed me a map of where high concentrations of paranormal phenomena happen. And turns out that. They're always moving. Um, He's not quite sure where everything will be, but the goal is to map that out. And his hypothesis was whatever your cultural beliefs are, i.e., you believe there's going to be a Bigfoot. You believe they're going to be aliens. Somehow these portals manifest what the culture of the area actually collectively is creating. If that's the case, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I wonder how if if we do have uh, beliefs about time that might show up in these portals.
1: Um. I mean that sounds reasonable it's very very interesting i hadn't heard of that uh, as far as the moving around but i haven't really explored that i haven't really uh did any research in that area you know what's the most popular
0: portal on earth you know of right now a time where time stuff goes down i know there's the the story in france that's the classic story of the with the big time slip london or was it there's one in london london okay
1: yeah there's one in london and um it's really been all over the place. I, I, I can't really give you specifically where they are because frankly, I don't, I don't know, except for the ones that I've I've looked at and read about. You know. But London, definitely, um, there's been people that have walked down the streets and everything's different. They were going to this, they were gonna to go to this uh, hat, hat shop and it's no longer there, it's a bookstore. You know, and everything looks weird. Every something that one person to walk, they're walking down the street and places are boarded up. There's no cars on the road. It's really, really strange, you know. And then, but once they leave that area, it goes back to, and then come back, it goes back to where it was, you know. So there is so much out there. And truthfully, There's so much that I don't know about this, because the more you, the more that you begin to understand and the more that you know and figure out, the more that you realize there is to know is it just keeps, you know, amplifying and and, uh, the topic becomes broader and broader because doors keep opening. You know, I I think that, oh, go ahead. ahead. Well, that guy makes that makes sense to me. It's I mean, why not?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's well, you know, he, he's just happened to do the research and been obsessed with this stuff forever. So he's going, well, this certain yeah! group of people believe that there's a Bigfoot there for, of course, in an interdimensional portal that is uh, and, and the mind is a direct gateway towards what we manifest. Somehow this is going to come true. And the mind is so powerful that not only do these things show up, but actual, for instance, he's saying debris. Will show up. It's not just an image. It's not just a collective hallucination. The mind is actually creating real experiences in creating, uh, I mean, uh, something, a piece of metal from a UFO. Um, It's that possible. Now, that said, I don't know where the mind's go. What's going on in the mind of Mrs. K? Uh, because it, going back to her, <laughs> just uh, I mean, I just can't imagine what this woman's going through every day. Tell me this with this Dan oh, rather man. with this Dan Rather interview. Did this happen after she? This happened after she recognized she was here, or was it before? Wait, wait where yeah, did that was, fit in?
1: Well, it was before, but it see it went it went on on both timelines. That she's she's aware of you know so um but he won't he won't even speak to her he's you know he won't he won't talk to her you know uh and i don't know maybe i shouldn't even have mentioned his name but that's the truth you know it's it's it is the way it is
0: you know um he won't talk to her now even though there is recording no. somewhere of this woman doing an interview
1: no he won't he won't talk to her now what, so, what do you? What I will do?
0: Yeah. What what, what go what's ahead. going on with her? No, I was gonna say. I mean, did she? So so. W- in what context do we know he won't talk to her? Did she say, "Hey, look, uh, I know we did this interview years ago. I have to tell you, I'm now in a different timeline, and I want you to interview me about it." And he said, um, "Sorry, lady, I'm done." Or <laughs> what what what's going on with her and Dan Rather?
1: No, no. T- as far as I know, nothing and and um she is not going to go out there with that the the book that i'm writing she's aware of it you know the book that i'm writing is what is going to be put out her story is going to be put out through me you know so uh it's really it's a really wild and crazy story and i like it again i wouldn't have spent been spending four years with someone that i thought was just a load of crap you know <laughs> you know so she's uh she's the real deal i know i know it and you see, you uh, still talk to her oh yeah yeah she's been really going through some really wild stuff and which is going to end up being in the book so um the last few weeks i've probably only talked to her a couple of times but what we did after the first like two years Then I'm like, okay, this has got to slow down a little bit. So we were going every other day. And then we, that went to Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, no weekends. So now what it is went back at this point, because I I feel it needed to is I'm talking to her whenever she wants to talk, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out for us, but basically whenever she wants to talk, I'll talk.
0: Does she? Know, so, does she? Is she married? Is she intending? A, was she married? Did she intend? No. That? Interesting. No. No. Huh. No. She's
1: nope. And uh, she is. She's. She's pretty cool. I like her a lot. She. You know. We have some really good conversations. We also talk about other things too. You know. So, uh, about what's going on now, and she, she deeps deep dives into some of that stuff. you know, too. So. But um let's let's uh, let's move on to if it's okay to the perception of the passage of time.
0: Oh yeah, that you know, that's fascinating too. Yeah. What what do you have to yeah. say about that?
1: Well, for for one thing, you know, it's not true that time just moves in a constant. It it's it is um it is linear but for example my sister had a car accident i have this in my description for the group but she had a car accident and she told me all about it she the whole thing went in total slow motion everything it, it went everything she she saw everything knew everything what was going on she She was okay. She had her daughter with her and everybody, they were okay. Uh, It was really in a nasty place in in Baltimore. That's where I'm from, from Baltimore, Maryland. So, um, but of course it happened to anyone on the outside looking in, in a normal lapse of time. But for her, everything went in slow motion. And I've have researched that a lot. And that happens all the time, you know? So, um, so the perception of the passage of time is very, very uh, important. It's really important to realize that that is what happens. So, but it's really kind of wild. It's, you know, it's like, how is it that someone has a car accident you see the car, and you you can't even hardly tell it's a car, and yet the person come out and they've got a little scratch. How were they able to do that? Well, this is a possibility. I'm not saying this is how they did it. This is a possibility that it went so slow that this individual was to was able to move through all of the. Metal and everything, you know what I mean? Because it was going slow, there was no problem. I can get through here. I can go this way, blah, this way, that way, whatever. And they sur— not only did they survive the crash, but they have hardly a scratch. I mean, how does that happen? How, you know? Right, and I've—I've right. I've had, yeah. And I've had things happen where I just knew I was going to hit this car. I—I I, I just knew it. And it's almost like my car, the part that was gonna hit them passed through their car. Because the reality is that every you know, everything is just vibration, energy. There is <laughs> we make things solid. You know, there's more there's more space in everything that's material than there is solidity. You know, like if you took a hydrogen atom and placed, and, it, and, the, and the nucleus was the size of a pea and put it in the middle of a football field, the electron would be out in the parking lot. So, and this would be true with virtually, not virtually, but with all atoms. So, there's more space on the chair you're sitting on than there is solidity. And, and yet, you don't fall through the chair because it's an agreement. You know, we agree that that this is solid, that I'm get, gonna be able to sit on it and it's, it is, I'm not gonna drop to the floor and drop through the floor, you know, so.
0: You're talking to me like a Mrs. K it. right now. You're talking to me. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you know, so. Um, and that's, I think that is something that really needs to be known and understood because it's like tesla everything is energy frequency you know and he said what what was it of if you knew the magic of uh, 369 you'd know you'd be able to unlock the mysteries of the universe you know but but uh, um everything is vibrational literally like each individual on this planet has a different vibrational signature yeah we all you know, it's just it's a lot of things that I say like that. It's it's not something that I've really dove into. It's just something based on everything that I know that kind of gels together and makes sense for me.
0: Right. So when it comes to anomalies and perception of time, how much do you think perceptions a factor or are there or is your interest with regard to that something that's completely unexplained that alters uh, how you experience something?
1: I, you know, that is a really, really good question, Greg. And I, I don't know. I don't know the mechanics of it, it because it's the oddest thing. It, my sister's story is it's the oddest thing, you know. And now she's very perceptive too, and and uh, she's somewhat, somewhat of an empath, empath. And she knows. Um, I can, we can be talking about an event we went to fifteen years ago. She can tell you what everyone who was there and what everyone was wearing. Mm. <laughs> she, she's like, I'm like, Ellie, how do you do that? She says, I don't know. It's just, it's just there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. as my, si- my sister, her name is Ele- Eleanor, but I, we, I call her Ellie.
0: Yeah. And so, um. Well, I was going to say so, the perception uh, it, and certainly I have played around with this when I when I hypnotize people, uh, I, I have I've have hypnotized someone to believe they've watched an entire film of their life. And I, I said, when you're in hypnosis, I want you to imagine right now you're watching the two hour biopic of your film and you're going to watch the entire thing. You're going to experience it as if you watch the entire thing in 30 seconds when I count to three, one, two, three, boom. And the brain is powerful enough that it can do that. And there is at least what they tell you in the world of uh, hypnosis, the subconscious does not have time, which means you can manipulate it. You can, And that's why when we dream, sometimes a dream that will actually last five minutes, you're sleeping for five minutes, will feel like it's three yes. hours. So that yes. stuff is fascinating to me. Yes.
1: I I love that, Greg. I'm glad you said that. And that that's really wild that you talked about the dream because one of the time uh, anomalies and timeline shifts, it, that both of them are present in the dream state. You know, so uh, you may be, I can't pinpoint this, okay? But you may be, just experiencing another timeline, you now on another timeline. Now, my, my wife, this is really interesting. She sees herself. She's seen herself in mirrors and stuff like that. In when she dreams and she's always young. You know, and and um, now me, I don't I don't I don't see myself. I don't I, I'm in, I'm in good shape, you know, because this one <laughs> I, I fly in my dreams. Okay. Now um, I perfected it. Actually, I perfected flying at first. It was hard. It was hard to take off, but I'm able to do that. Are we
0: talking lucid dreaming?
1: Yes. Yes. And um, I've I've had quite a bit of that. And, uh, and I think sometimes when we are dreaming, we are maybe dreaming of this timeline in the future or in the past or a combination another timeline in the future or the past more likely the future i would think or who, who knows that that's just a guess but um it's really the dream the dream state i mean look look how long we sleep we're sleeping a third of our life pretty much right so and your your brain doesn't stop and you can see that when you, if you have animals, if you have dogs, I mean, ours dream all the time. You know, running and you know, and they're not yeah. barking, but they're they're yelping and stuff like that. You know, so their their dream, they're they're sentient. You know, animals, cats and dogs, most animals are sentient. They know they they are aware of self. That's that's my perception, the way I see it. You know, um, but yeah, the. I've had a lot of these of these odd uh, dreams, a lot of water dreams, lots of them, but I think that some of that is based on where I come from. I think I come from a a uh, a water planet.
0: That um, is so, what what does that mean exactly? Are you a Martian?
1: No, 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 I think I think um, okay. And I I count this as reliable. The Andromeda Council, uh, he has been putting forward, Tolik of the Andromeda Council, has been putting forward uh, information on his site since, I think it's 2011. And it's really, really of high interest. And one of the people that he is working with is Adona. And Adona was actually his, or Adona, was actually his sister on their home planet of Dakota but what she does is she is in contact with people um, on one of the biospheres and there is um, a individual um, I will think of his name in a minute or her name in a minute but anyway she is the chief medical of Azar she's a chief medical officer, and she has access to the Akashic records. So you can get a, she'll do a whole reading for you. What, what it is, it's not a reading. She actually connects with Azar, the chief medical officer. She accesses your Akashic records and um, gives you a kind of synopsis of what's going on in your life, where you where you're from, how many children you have, your name, your wife's name on your home planet. My home planet is also Dakota and it consists of seven islands over the planet. And uh, on this, I haven't really majorly put this out there because people think it's crazy, but anyway,
0: I don't care. <laughs> it is a little crazy, but, <laughs> I, but, I, but I love I know. It. I keep going.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't care. So anyway, um I was told that I am the um the senior spiritual warrior on the planet and I am um the dancer spiritual dancer around the sacred sacred fire so I can give you I got I keep this stuff at hand because I like to go back to it every now and then and so I'm the senior spiritual warrior and spirit dancer surrounding the sacred fire. And, and um, it gives me it, it gives you everything. It says the uh, name of the constellation location as you from is Pleiades. And the star system is the Tigetta star system. And Dakota is the planet. And we're uh, upper 5D. And I've been, they're, they're telling me I've been coming here for 75,000 years. Uh, and they, like I said, they give your name, gender. Like they said that I am, uh, let's see, I think it was seven foot ten
0: on my own planet. Now, look, this is, and of course, people might think this is crazy. Uh because oh, of course. Because it sounds, it, here's what I'm wondering: Do you buy it, or do you feel that it is true in a deep? How do you know that any of this might actually be real?
1: I I I really sense that it is true, and it ties it. Which what is really wild about the warrior thing? Yeah, is in. Let's see, I get these, in two, I think it was in 2000. Fifteen. I got a reading from someone on Facebook that had been friends for a little while, and she took a couple of weeks to just get in tune. She was in. She's in California. She she took a couple of weeks to get in tuned with me, and then she she did the, her her work, and she got back to me, gave me a whole the whole reading, and basically that uh, she said that I was a warrior, and that um, everyone wanted to always follow me into battle because I won, I always won, you know, and she saw me on, she saw me on a horse and, you know, just, I was just a, um, what do you call a strategist, you know, and I just knew, I knew what to do in these circumstances, you know, so, um, uh, I'm like, well, that's cool. Now I got that before I got this from, from Madonna or from Madonna. I can't remember how they pronounce her name, but anyway, a year later, I'm in West Virginia visiting my son, Lewis Jr. And, um, and I met this girl at this place called Maggie's in West Virginia. It's just a little tiny bar. When I say a tiny bar, it was enough for maybe four people to sit at the bar, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a little place. They, they've expanded since then. But any, anyhow, this girl, uh Donica, she's working behind the counter. And as soon as I walk up, she's like, Whoa, I'm like, what? She said, you, you've been around here for a long time. You were, and you were a, you were an Indian. You were, wait a minute. No, you weren't an Indian. You were, yeah, you were, but you were the chief of the tribe. And she goes on to tell me about what she saw as she read, she, she reads poems. And I'm telling you, she was right on with everything. Oh, just a little bit of it with everything. And, but then what real, was really startling was she also identified me as a warrior. So now I got these two read- two readings from two different people on different sides of the country—one in California, one in West Virginia—and then I get this this thing from Adana, and it just all meshes together. It's it's they're saying the same thing, you know, which I am still to this day totally fascinated by, you know, and, it, and so and.
0: Why not do uh you should do a past life regression and see what happens? I I have I have oh I got uh, What happened there?
1: Yeah, well, um I'll get I'll briefly tell you uh what I experienced it, there's this, uh this uh lady that lives here in, in Mobile. And she is absolutely wonderful, really, really super person, really in tune with the spiritual. And that's what her goal is to, to help many people, as many people as she possibly can. She's had her own set of experiences. And anyway, I had about four sessions with her and saw about seven, about seven lives. Now I'm going to tell you the one that was the most fascinating to me.
0: <laughs> okay. It
1: totally it totally freaked me out. Okay, so of course she gets me in that hypnotic state. And so she do you see yourself? I said, yeah. Where are you? I'm on the water. I'm dressed in, I've got this triangle hat on. I've got a blue coat with with gold around it. I'm i got one foot on the front of this boat. It's a small boat, and there's people rowing. And I sensed I didn't see them, but I sensed a, like a flotilla behind me that were going up this river for a battle, whatever. And she asked me what my name, what my age was, and it was around forty. I said forty something. 42, something like that. And um, she said, what's your name? I said, John Paul. So, we left it at that. And that happened on a Wednesday. Thursday morning, I couldn't stand it anymore. So, I Googled John Paul. Now, what comes up is John Paul Jones. So I'm like, OK, so I read his story and this is what really got me and totally convinced me. Um, and but don't get me wrong, I was not a bunch of famous people. I just 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 happens to be someone that is known. Right. And. Um, and what happened with him is he was really exalted in the in the British fleet and so I mean he was really well known, did a great job, earned lots of money. Well anyway, someone was um was uh committing mutiny. So he chased them down and all he wanted to do is catch them and you know and bring them to justice. Well he fought back and John Paul ended up killing him. Well his family was elite in the in the area. So John Paul thought that he would not get a fair trial by the admiral's court. So he just left, he left everything behind and came to America, but to disguise who he was, he added the name Jones. So in one of my past lives, I was John Paul Jones.
0: <laughs> oh man. You know, he's
1: the he's the one that coined I think it's I've only begun to fight. He's the one that came up with that. Or we've only begun to fight, or I've only gone begun to fight something like that. Yeah, so now, do you think everybody yeah, you've
0: told me you've told me some interesting stuff today. Do you think everybody <laughs> on this interview, what's the thing? I mean, should everybody believe everything? Should everybody believe one thing? If there was something to actually believe uh, in this, what would you say it is?
1: Um, for, first of all. Don't believe me. Do your own research. You know, just just do again what I call a deep dive and really explore this stuff. And then look at your experiences too. Now, what what I'm certain of is that we live in a multiverse. No question in my mind whatsoever. We had there are multiple timelines that exist. Many, many of them. I think Andy said if it was if the timelines were in 12-point type. They would stretch for 350 million miles. That's how many timelines there are, at least. So, virtually, what that equates to is an unlimited amount. You know, so it's it's really that's that I'm certain of. We definitely live in a multiverse, and I I know because I've experienced a bunch of these time anomalies. I know that they exist and they happen and they happen all the time, but many of them again go unnoticed. And <clears throat> let me, let me share another one. I was, uh, I was living in Honewall, Tennessee, and I was cutting the grass. I didn't tell you this last time, did
0: I? I was I cutting the grass using it. my, oh, okay. was,
1: yeah, I was using my rider mower and The mower broke down going over a rocky incline and the deck blade embedded in the deck. Okay, the the blade embedded in the back deck. So, and of course the the mower stopped. But I was at the crest, I was at the top of this this little incline. And I say the incline went down maybe it was slanted somewhat, maybe went down two and a half feet, something like that. So I didn't feel like fixing it right then so I left it and a couple days later I just well I figured out what I was going to do I was going to drag it up to my work shed and and do the work on it and fix it so I go down to get it and the mower is now down the incline and on the grass line like it happened there and it didn't I remember this clearly. There's zero doubt in my mind whatsoever that this is what happened. Right. No one tried to steal it. If someone was trying to steal the mower, first of all, you couldn't have lifted over the fence. They would have had to have wire cutters and, and try to get... But it was right on the grass line, Greg. I mean, right on the grass line. Like I was cutting and it went kaput, but it didn't happen that way. So that was... A timeline change, and and also it was the the mower was now at a right angle to where it was. So it was it was like if I was looking at the mower when I got off of it when it broke down, straight in front of me, it went from it went from uh, right to left. The left was the front of the mower. The deck was in the back. Okay, on the right side, and then. When it was on the grass line, the front of the mower was in the front with the back, you know, towards back and then and then um, on that grass line. So this this happened. I saw it. I remember it very well. Flipped me out, you know, so. Yeah. 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 At what point do normal
0: experiences happen for? I mean, are you just expecting this all the time now?
1: Well, actually, what I do is I just keep an open mind about it. The, the last one that happened was pretty wild. I was, I was uh, crabbing uh, locally. Here's about a uh, 40 minute drive or something like that. And I didn't take enough water out with me. And there's this little shack that sells bait and stuff right there at the dock. So I pull up to the dock, which was a hop, skip and a jump for me to, to get there. And um, there was this guy that had pulled a boat like it was parking it and i was watching him take it off of his truck i walk over to the shack to get a bottle of water i come back and the car and the boat and trailer were no longer there now there's no reason that he would have just cranked it up just to crank it back down again and i was going literally for a minute and a half two minutes maybe tops and that's it i went it paid my buck for the drink and and came back and that's what i saw that's what i observed that's really really pretty wild <laughs> but it's true Is what happened <laughs> you know so when this happens uh, do you, go do you t- with-
0: <laughs> i mean do you tell your wife immediately do you do you share these stories with oh yeah people?
1: oh yeah, yeah 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 i tell i tell anyone that's halfway interested i'm gonna i'm gonna tell them yeah because it's a reality this stuff happens you know
0: um uh do you find people sharing these stories with you more when you share them with others
1: not not this type no no i've had people share um their experiences as far as contact
0: yeah, There's you you talked song. a lot about UFOs last time.
1: Yeah, yeah. and You told and, me if I well, hung
0: out with you, I would see them. If I came to where you are in Alabama. Oh, yeah. I would for yeah. sure believe that, yes, that is a UFO up there.
1: No question about it. No question about it. I could show anybody. You know? I love <laughs> and, that. Um, I love that promise. As well. you, know, you know what's really wild? I, did I tell you about the meteor?
0: Now what's that?
1: Okay, this was this was the second Mars conference. And oh, was that? The first? It was the second one in Honewall, Tennessee, and it's it's about it's about done. There's only there was only a few of us. You know, it was just kind of more of a gathering meeting type thing than a conference, but we still named it a conference, you know. Well, what happened was uh, Patrick, um, Patricia Bullock-Williams, she comes to the first one and she has T-shirts made up, the first annual Southeastern Mars conference. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I got to keep them going. <laughs> <You> know, so <laughs> yeah. so anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so... We're, we're close, we're, it's, it's, um, it's not dark yet. It's getting close to evening, you know, and it's really, really beautiful out. It was, it was in May and was just absolutely a beautiful day. And we're standing out there on my deck and a meteor, I mean, it, it seemed like you could almost touch it. It was huge, comes over our head, right? Heading, let's see, that would have been heading in a uh northwestern direction. And and it just zoomed over our heads and we were just stunned. We were just absolutely stunned. It was just it was just like I think I told you about the um having help with making sure I arrived safe at the conference in, in New Mexico. Right. I think I told you about that. yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. It was like it was like an omen you know, or like, Hey, you're doing the right here thing here. So
0: Yeah. You mentioned they, they it. like joking with you. They, they kind of laugh. about. Yeah.
1: It. Yeah. 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 Well, at the conference, they were laughing about the things we kind of giggling about the things that were, we didn't get right. Yes. But right. From, yes. But from what I gathered, we got a lot, right. You know, so that was, that was pretty cool. Now the only, the, another thing that happened, this was, pretty wild too I was I was asleep on a futon I can't remember why I was out on the futon um but anyway I was just opposite of my back door of my trailer and both dogs were out both of her big dogs were outside well I hear the biggest Al. he's barking to come in so I get up I let him in now I'm I'm not really asleep. I'm just I was just kind of just laying there, you know. So I let Al in and next thing I know, I hear a bark. I open the door and Al is running off the deck. I just let him in. He didn't get out by himself. <laughs> you know, I I just huh. let Al. Yes. It was a, the hours of a, um, was a marima. we we lost him, you know, but uh, great, great dog. And uh, but yes, that that happened. I mean, that was something that I experienced. Now, I think some for some reason. I may be I'm not saying that this is the way it is, but I may be meant to have these experiences. So I would have a better, a better, broader a personal understanding of what's what's happening with this stuff.
0: Yeah. It's why aren't really, they this, why if they can do this to Mrs. K, if they can move her around and you've been talking to her, yeah, you, you'd have to think that they might be omniscient looking at what's happening this timeline and going, Okay, Lewis Michael, well we're gonna we're gonna mess with him a little <laughs> bit too. <laughs> uh are, are they not? What what do you think? I mean why why aren't they uh well, me- I, messing with your life?
1: I you know what it's just like i don't get you know people talk about being put in facebook jail having their youtube channel nixed and that kind of stuff well i've put a lot of controversial stuff out there and that doesn't happen to me
0: yeah it has happened. that you, you never seem to get it hasn't,
1: i i haven't happened it hasn't happened to me one time you know so so i'm, I'm not well i i feel that what it is 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 because I'm doing what I'm doing and and really bottom line is is helping Andy because that's what I'm doing I'm supporting him this this stuff actually supports him supports what he knows and believes in and uh you know all the Mars stuff all this time stuff you know of course it directly links to to his experiences you know now i've had these experiences with the time anomaly stuff but i've never you know i've never been to mars you know and and some some have claimed that i was andy on the mars i'm like i am not andy you know (laughs) and yeah and i and i said i actually i said i'm not andy and i never will be and and mary beth who did the uh Regression stuff for me. She was here at one of my Mars conferences, but she uh piped in and said, "I've met them both. They're both individual people." You know? Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Do you yeah, would you go in a time machine if you had the chance? Yes. Where I would you,
1: definitely time travel.
0: Yeah where where would you want to go? Chance. Where'd you want to go?
1: <laughs> You know what I, that's really a very very good question and i would have to think about it because i've never really thought i've never really thought about it that much you know um where what about
0: new go? mexico I, what about new mexico in uh the late 50s to see if they to see what this time travel setup was that andy was doing
1: <laughs> yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool but what i tell you i'd love to go see i would love to see the dinosaurs Oh yeah. That would be awesome. Awesome. And the thing is there, they were not unique to here. They were not unique to here at all. As a matter of fact, uh, the plesiosaurs, I think, I think it was Bernard Mendez that told Andy that they are throughout the universe. They're, they're everywhere or throughout the galaxy, at least, you know, they're all over the place. So, um, mm-hmm. And of course, Andy has experienced um, seeing dinosaur-like creatures on on Mars, you know. But but that's what I'd like to. I would love to time travel. I, I I know I could pick a bunch of places I would like to go just to see, you know. Yeah. Uh, and pro- probably more more so in the distant past, I would rather see. You know, it'd be it'd be great to check out what Egypt was like. You know that kind of thing to really see. You know, we don't know the true history. We don't know true history, and that's what's happening now. That true history is is beginning to come forward. And you you, you know you base your life and your living on what you have learned in school and books and that kind of stuff. And and a lot of it is just been bullcrap. You know, it's yeah. been lies. It's been cover-ups you know and it's it's sad so i can't wait till the the chronovisor actually comes up and is being used publicly you know like chronovisor
0: about that Uh, we we do hear about it or at least we hear about project looking glass which is uh, supposedly, well, you know, I, I it, it got popular again because QAnon, whether you believe that's legit or not, started talking about that they were working on Project Looking Glass and that we have time travel and it's going to be connected to free energy. And I asked Andy about Project Looking Glass and he said, Yeah, well, it sounds like it's just the Chronovisor, uh, blown yes. up and it's nothing special. Um, I mean, do you yes. expect? I keep hearing 228. Time travel getting disclosed. People talk about the Chronovisor. Um, is is that what you imagine's on the trajectory?
1: Um, I I don't know, but I, what I do know is if it's not released before then, uh, Andy is going to release it when he becomes president.
0: He's got it. Wait a minute. I know he knows no, how to no, make no, that. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. He's going to release the fact that it exists. Oh. So he he's not a, Andy is not a technician. So he, he doesn't know he, he can only report on what he saw, you know, just like the, the booms that were uh, at the, for the Stargate to jump through, they were apparently, he, he said just like a surreal, heavy duty electric cord they didn't take a tremendous amount of power to power them and a lot of people think it would it would take this phenomenal amount of power and energy and that's just simply not true you know so um what what i'm the most excited about is because time travel is not going to be released to the general population it would be insane you know but uh but the chronovisor as in like chronovisor libraries where you could you could go and you don't you don't have to pick up a book you want to see the signing of the declaration of independence you just bring that up and you're going to view it as it's happening
0: that is the coolest you know thing ever.
1: <laughs> yeah and then you know there, there won't be any more it you know because all they got to do is know The time that this event occurred, and they can view it. They can see who done it.
0: (laughs) You know. Do you believe right now that this is being utilized somewhere? Someone's looking at this. Someone has this technology and it's powered up and running.
1: Absolutely. Matter of fact, I'd be shocked if it wasn't, because it only makes sense. Why? I mean, why would they just say, "Uh, "You know, we've had enough of this." (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're looking, they're, I think they're looking all, I think they're looking all the time, you know, um, but I, I am a firm believer. First of all, I'm an eternal optimist. I always have been, but I'm a firm believer that we are on an extremely positive timeline. And in spite of the insanity that's going on now in society, you know, you just because, you take a you take a, a vacation and to wherever it's going to be a fishing, camping vacation and on the way your vehicle breaks down. You know, and you got to get it fixed, you're a day late, you know, so. I, I think that along the way, even though you're on a positive timeline, you're going to have some issues. There's going to be some, you know, all of this, all of this stuff that we're in now. All this craziness, this insanity—the the elections, the uh, the whole nine yards, the whole ball of wax—is you can't you can't get rid of something that took centuries to build. It can't just be gone overnight. But it can be gone relatively quickly, you know, so and it depends on us. Yeah, that's what it really depends on. It depends on us and, you know, people like you that are exploring this stuff through doing interviews. I mean, I I think it's awesome. You know, I've I've thought about doing that stuff myself, but I can't. I just I don't have the time. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we got to get this book out. And and for everybody listening, uh, definitely. I will put the link in the show notes to the Time Anomaly Research Society Facebook group. Uh, We'll also link again to Andy's website, uh, Project Pegasus, uh, just because that's where you can you can get the, the original story. Uh, and the other thing is, hey, where, where else can people find you these days, Lewis?
1: Well, um, I have a number of groups. I'm r- running Andy's groups um, and trying to just keep an eye on his, his personal page. And then I have uh, TARS, in Time Anomaly Research Society. And I have, uh, uh, what is it, ORS, it's Orb Anomaly Research Society.
0: Oh, so i
1: i yeah i see them all the time here i mean i see orbs and and uh rods and stuff there all the time and i tell a good um they really like it when it's foggy when it's foggy out and and what happens is these things are flying in all different directions there it's just like it's wild and i've kept where, where are they coming where
0: are they coming from you think
1: They are just uh, dimensionally, they're right beside us, they're close, they're close, but they're just beyond, kind of beyond the veil, you know, and then another group that I have that I've had since this COVID thing has went on is, uh, it's called CARS, COVID-19 Anomaly Research Society.
0: Oh, I don't even uh, know about that one, we could do a whole episode on that. (laughs) it's
1: it's interesting it's yeah it's interesting so a lot of a lot of information yeah it is I know it is I know it is but um I have someone that's um two people that are kind of running the group for me pretty much um and because I just it's time it's time you know I'll go there and visit and repost some stuff and put post my own things now and then you know but um them two, these two are uh they're two Two people that I know and trust. Um, one of them was at one of my Mars conferences and the other one was at two of them. So, uh, she, and she's, uh, her name is uh, Carla Augusta Frivich and she lives in New Mexico. She lives, lives uh, in Silver City, New Mexico where uh, we have held the um, seventh annual Mars conference
0: what's her so insight she, to COVID? does she have a connection does she know what's going on with fauci does she know the source of this thing what's going on with her
1: well the best thing i can tell you and the listeners is to go to the page you Now, go to the group i mean and just look through everything she is um she's posting a lot and so is david you know so um uh, it's it's worth the time to take a look at it because it's it's kind of an expose of the of the what i believe to be more of the truth than you're getting from mainstream media which is uh, loadable anyway you know you can't the mainstream media is just they're nothing like they used to be
0: yeah yeah is
1: it, that uh, i mean they've been taken over and you know, it's it's really awful. It's really awful. Um, Wait, does Mrs. And
0: K, to, is she in the mainstream media still as an investigative journalist?
1: Um, No.
0: So she doesn't have a website. D- does she have a website where she has this other identity where where she's posting no. articles? Or, OK.
1: No, no, no. She's staying pretty much.
0: She's off the grid.
1: On, she's kind of yeah she's kind of off the grid you know so um I, and i've i've felt sorry for her a lot you know because she's she's really distraught you Yeah, know, she, it's a terrible terrible thing to do to someone to do to someone by intent you know and that's ter- you know the 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 case with the the garcia lady that wasn't no one did that to her it just happened you know and it's just it's the way it is You know, and some of that I can't even explain. I mean, what I don't know what happened with that. Did a did a what are those moving portals come through? And you know what I mean? Who who knows? I, I don't know. I don't have an answer as to how that happened. It just did.
0: But at this point, Mrs. K is of the belief that someone, these people that she was working with, someone at the top deliberately did this to her. And now she's living in this world. Um, And again, did you when she came to that realization, was that something you pulled out of her at like uh, almost like a conscious past life regression where you're asking questions and you get to it? Or did she go, nope, I actually I know exactly what happened. How aware of it was she?
1: She, uh, She's very much aware of what happened. She knows all the details of what happened when it all went down, and you know, of course she was initially totally freaked out. And I, she just has hung in there. You know, she's she was raised Catholic. You know, and she's she's definitely, you know, what they call God fearing. And and uh, I've I've helped her a little bit with that so that she, excuse me, has a broader understanding of what's going on and. in in basically all the religions, you know, they they are doing the best they can. And there are, in my opinion, a lot of good people. You know, I have a, um, my brother and his wife, they are devout and devout Catholic, and they have raised three children that are absolutely wonderful. I mean, it, they're, they're beyond wonderful. They are that awesome individuals, you know, and, and they each have their families now and it's just amazing. So, you know, anyone that puts someone down because they're in this religion or that religion, they're barking up the wrong tree. They shouldn't be doing that. That's not nice. It's not a, it's not a kind thing to do to people because, you know, we're all as Andy, has mentioned, we're all after Ascension. We're all looking to you. Got to you. Got to check out that book, The Afterlife of Billy Fingers. You'll you'll find it very fascinating. Yeah, but there we're all trying to reach. We're trying to uh, reach that uh, somewhat utopian existence where you know you're ascendant and you no longer need a or have to inhabit a physical body that you you now have a light body. You know, which is really pretty
0: cool so we're all headed that way
1: we're all headed that way you know
0: well look i all i i appreciate you sharing uh these stories with us and different paths different uh anomalous paths on the journey to ascension uh tell me this in this time anomaly research society group where there are 3.3k members could you find mrs k in this group Uh, oh. uh, you're you're so
1: you are so sly <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh we wait to each window i okay we can leave that an open loop for the audience to wonder well we're, yeah
1: yeah we're gonna that's what we're gonna do now <laughs> All that, right yeah and and what you don't know you don't know why I'm calling her that or if it has any association with her name whatsoever. Oh, yeah. You know, so and at this at this point in time, I, I'm not going to reveal it, you know. So is she going to
0: blow the whistle when your book comes out? Do you think there's going to be a period where she's going to go all Andy Bishago and, and show up on inter- hundreds of interviews and tell the truth and they can't do anything because she's a truth teller? Is that part of the game plan?
1: Greg, that is... Also a very good question, and and there's something major that's been going on with her for the last couple of months, which uh, I will get into in, in the book. But it's it's really um, it's what you would call otherworldly.
0: Wow, this um, is you. Yeah. Mr. It's Anomaly, wild. Mr. <laughs> you are Mr. Anomaly. That's what I'm going to call you, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Well, Anomaly. <laughs> yeah, I love thanks, it. Thanks, Greg. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Louis yeah. Michael yeah. Reinhardt. Let me tell you right now: if this woman goes public, I better. I I want one of the first interviews with her. It doesn't have to be the first, but I want an interview with her. <laughs> Maybe the first okay. twenty. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we can modify her voice maybe i don't know if we have to but yeah i want it i this is such an interesting exclusive
1: uh uh, Craig, it is just an incredible story it really is and uh, it's i've been fascinated with it the entire time i've been talking to her january the 17th marked four years that i've been talking to her
0: Wow. And this book, I know you said, isn't going to necessarily be available until, well, we've got, you said, around this year. Sometime next year it's coming out.
1: That would be a very, very good rough estimate.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait. I can't wait. This is going to be exciting. Uh, Lewis, (laughs) thank you so much again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: it. you are so welcome, Greg. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. It's, it's really great to be able to talk about this stuff and, and let other people hear it. You know, So whether they believe it or not, hopefully they will, will spend some time looking into it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Come back anytime. Louis Michael Reinhardt. I am so thankful he came on. What a great guest. That guy always has interesting stories. Uh, It it just makes you want to research more. Those are my favorite guests. The guests that make me just want to learn more about the topics. I want to thank Rodney McGilvery for the theme music. I want to thank whoever wrote this royalty-free music. I want to thank you for listening. If you enjoy Open Loops... Make sure to follow and subscribe. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Really appreciate it. Paul is also still alive. Talk soon.